and welcome to the R. Jackson Home Podcast. This week I'm joined by Lisa Tillman, Executive Director at RIFA, and that means Regional Interfaith Association, but you almost everybody almost always knows it as RIFA. Yes. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So, Lisa, you're not originally from Jackson. I am not. So, where are you from and how'd you get here? Okay, I am originally from Miami, Florida. I uh, grew up in Miami, went to school at the University of Gainesville. Go Gators! <laughs> Um, my parents are originally from West Tennessee. So both my mom and my dad grew up. My mom actually graduated from Northside High School. My dad is from Crockett County. But when they got married, my dad joined the Air Force. And so they lived all over the country. My brother was born in San Rafael, California on the Air Force base there. I was born in Miami because at that time my dad had left the Air Force and was working for Eastern Airlines, which was headquartered in Miami. So hence... Born and raised in mm-hmm. Miami, which was great. Yeah. Um, always came to Tennessee in the summertime to visit my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, had a lot of you know, aunts and uncles and cousins here. Um, one set of grandparents lived on a farm out in Crockett County, which I loved. Having, you know, growing up in a big city, yeah. that was fun. There was a family that lived right down the road that had three boys and a girl. They were kind of my playmates as a kid growing up. Mm-hmm came to visit the girl when I was an adult and she introduced me to the man who I will be married to for 25 years in just a month or so. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Uh, So he is really what brought me to West Tennessee. Gotcha. So uh, again, been here for 26 years now Mm -hmm. in West Tennessee. Uh, We have two children. Uh, I have a son who's 22. And I have a daughter who is 20. They are both attending the University of Memphis in Memphis. So my son's a senior. He'll be graduating yeah. in May. He is an international business uh, major, and he has been working slash interning for the past year at Alsex, which is the fundraising arm oh. for St. Jude. Mm-hmm. My daughter is a communications major. She's a Kappa Delta, you know, good kids. Uh, yeah. My husband works for Blue Hawaiian Pools. He's okay. worked there for... 25 plus years yeah. and I've been at RIFA since 2009. So what did you do before you got to RIFA? Uh, just before I got, came to RIFA I had worked for a year at Easter Seals mm-hmm. um, but prior to that I had worked for almost 10 years at Jackson Oaks Senior Living Community. Yeah. I was the executive well I started as the marketing director and then I was the executive director um, again for almost 10 years. So how did you get from <laughs> I guess so you with Jackson Oaks, but then mm-hmm. Easter Seals is a nonprofit that works with ch- ch- adults with disabilities. Uh-huh. So you started to move into that nonprofit. Way. I did. I did. Um, at Jackson Oaks, I loved my job, but it's a job where you are basically working in the home of 155 plus seniors. Yeah. And so you don't ever really shut down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was pretty much on call 24-7 for 10 years. And so there was a little bit of burnout that came along with that. And I actually, when I left there, I prayed to God and I said, God, I'd really like a job where I could go in at eight and leave at five and just like shut the doors, turn off the lights and be done with it and not be on call. And, you know, if something happened in the middle of the night, I had to deal with it. So he gave me exactly what I asked for. And uh, so I was offered this job at Easter Seals. Didn't really know a whole lot about what they did. And I was there for a year and... I just didn't feel like it was a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just wasn't a fit. Yeah. 
So I decided that I was going to start looking around to see what else was out there. And I had just, uh, see if I can remember this correctly. I just come back from my very first mission trip ever to Costa Rica with my daughter. And I had fallen in love with missions work and thought that God was calling me to do foreign missions work. But I was thinking, okay, I have two young children. I have a husband who does not have a calling to do missions work, you know, house in the suburbs. Like, how does this work? Uh, I came back from that trip and um, after having been at Easter Seals for about a year, like I said, thought I was going to start looking around to see what else was out there. But they helped me move that along. They, I actually got laid off from Easter Seals uh, the week before Thanksgiving. So right about this yeah. time. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, okay, Lord, <laughs> you know, I'm going to need a little help here. Not a lot of people do hiring during the uh, holiday season. And um, so I got my sequence of events mixed up just a little bit. When I came back from the missions trip, I was, was picking my daughter up from her best friend's house whose grand father is Tom Mapes. I think a lot of your listeners are probably going to know who Tom Mapes is. And his wife, Miss Gale, approached me. She had no idea that I was looking for a job or that I wasn't happy at Easter Seals. And she said, hey, she said, Donna Vickers is going to be retiring from RIFA. And I think that would be a good fit for you. Again, not knowing that I was looking for a uh-huh. job. And so I said, okay. And uh, we went inside. She pulled the article up. I read the article about Donna leaving. And I thought, that might be a good, you know, that could be a good fit for me. As you said, I was moving in the nonprofit direction. And so I updated my resume, sent it out, and uh, then got laid off from Easter Seals. And so I had that one resume out there. And so then I said, okay, Lord, need your help. Got one resume out. It's Thanksgiving, you know, people don't hire. And uh, not long after that, I got a call for... um, an interview at Easter uh, at Rifa mm-hmm. uh, went in and Donna greeted me and asked me if I would be seated and wait for just a few minutes. One of the board members was going to come and be take part in the interview, and she said he said he knows you, and I said, oh really? Who is that? And she said, Mr. James Allison, which I thought was kind of interesting because Mr. Allison's mom, Miss Jessie, had lived at the Jackson Oaks for a long oh, okay. time. So there was the connection, mm-hmm. which of course made me feel a little more at ease. Yeah. And uh, so that was my first interview. A couple of interviews later, they offered me the job. And so the, the, the takeaway from that is that I can do missions work right here in Jackson, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Didn't necessarily have to go to a third world country yeah. to do missions work. So. Do you still go to Costa Rica? I haven't been in a few years, but we have been about five or six times. Yeah, that's so cool. that's awesome. Yeah, my daughter actually interned down there for two summers, so it cool. holds a very special place in my heart. Yeah. Well, um, well, let's take a break and we'll okay. come back and talk about Rifa, okay. what it does, and, and and those type of things. So, from between the Tennessee and Mississippi rivers, this is our Jackson. And we're back with Lisa Tillman. She is the executive director of RIFA here in town. And so, uh, Lisa, for those of our listeners who aren't aware, or maybe just think RIFA is a soup kitchen, Mm -hmm. which I know is a common misconception, Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about RIFA. So RIFA is a faith-based social services agency that's really about fighting hunger in the community. That is our mission. That is our focus uh, today. 
started in 1976 um, by some community leaders and local pastors that decided that decided that forming an organization such as RIFA would just be a more effective and efficient way to meet the needs of people in the community. We've looked like a lot of different things over the years because 1976, we're talking over 40 years ago, we were actually modeled after MIFA in Memphis, but today we look a lot more like the Mid-South Food Bank because again, we're very focused on fighting hunger. Mm -hmm. Um, We have several different programs and ministries um, that address hunger in our community. As you mentioned, the Soup Kitchen is probably one of the better known or most well-known ministries that we have. We have the Snack Backpack Program, which is probably a close second. Um, and I don't know how much detail you want me to go into about each well, what program. Is, yeah, so people might not know what a Snack Backpack is. Okay, so snack back, the Snack Backpack Program or ministry is basically a program where we provide, or not we, the community, uh, we're just the conduit for it. Uh, I think, Dan, we talked about this morning, the numbers as of today were close to 1,200 elementary school children who are participating in the uh, free and reduced breakfast and lunch programs at school uh, and have been referred to RIFA by a teacher or a counselor as children that they are pretty confident are going home on the weekends to either very little or possibly no food at all. So the Snack Backpack program is a way that we're just trying to bridge the gap by providing some weekend food, some food for them to take home and have on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, school food pantries is something that we also have started recently uh, with the changes that came about with Vision 2020 last mm-hmm. year. We've established some school food pantries for middle school students so that they can come and pick out the foods that they like and know that they need in their home. Um, we have a food bank where we distribute food to other nonprofits in Madison County and all contiguous counties. So if you are, for example, like a youth town uh, and you're feeding boys, you know, kids in your program, you can come to the RIFA food bank, receive food from the food bank, take that food back to your organization to feed the people that you're serving. Gotcha. Uh, we have a food pantry where we distribute food to individuals and families that are struggling. We've also just established our first food co-op, which is uh, where we're just trying to give a little more buy-in to the people who are participating in it. So Mm -hmm. right now we have a co-op made up of 10 people. Uh, They pay a couple bucks uh, each time they come, but the money belongs to them. They decide what they want to do with the money, and then they actually have a lot more say-so and buy-in on the foods that they take with them when they leave, and uh, they'll have a meeting, and that meeting is whatever they want it to look like, whether they want to have somebody come in and speak or do a devotion. It's, It's really up to them. What food are they giving? I'm sorry, I'm a little confused. So, so like uh, when individuals and families come through the front door and they are asking <laughs> for food, we, we give them food through the food pantry. A food co-op is really, it's kind of the same thing, but it's really trying to build a little bit of a community. So these 10 people um, come to RIFA every other week for a, and they meet, okay? Mm-hmm. Everybody in the co-op has a role, has a job. One person may be responsible for signing everybody in. One person is responsible for helping to pick out the food that they're going to leave with that day. And they're going to leave with about a third to a half of the groceries that they need for the month, okay? Okay. And again, they pay dues every time they come, but the dues don't go to RIFA. Mm-hmm. They keep the dues. In fact, it's pretty touching that this first co-op that we've established 
have decided that what they're going to do with the dues they've collected so far is buy uh, hygiene items and make hygiene packs for the homeless. Oh, that's awesome. So it's completely up to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're actually in the talks of establishing some food co-ops in some churches in East Jackson right now. Mm-hmm. So we're pretty excited about expanding that. Okay, so so making it more than just a free food, but hopefully some sort of development tool. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Exactly. And any other services there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we have Senior Staples, where we provide food. We're partnering with a couple of senior centers, uh, one West Madison Senior Center, one in Lexington, um, and we're distributing food, staple food items uh, to these folks uh, five times a year. So it's once a quarter, but twice during the holidays. Mm-hmm. So I have a thrift store um, where people can come and shop, and that generates uh, about 25% of our operating revenue. So lots going on. Lots going on. Yeah, lots of different things. And so in your role as the executive director, what 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 is that like? Mm-hmm. What, what, do you, what, is your, what do you do there through that? Obviously, I'm at the top, and so I oversee the staff. Um, I deal a lot with the board of directors. I deal a lot with donors. Um, in the past, uh, I've dealt, uh, been really heavily involved in media and also in fundraising and events. Um, but we actually have recently just hired a full-time events and marketing person. So trying to pull back from that just a little bit to, to be more focused on donors and donor development. So. Gotcha. And what does a day in the life of RIFA look like? Uh, a day in the life at RIFA could look very different on any given day. Obviously, the soup kitchen's open seven days a week, 365 days a year. So we've got 150 to 200 patrons coming in for a meal. You've got volunteers all over the building. If it's a Tuesday, you've got a thousand snack backpacks being assembled by... 10 or 15 volunteers that come in to assemble the snack backpacks. If it's a Wednesday, you've got food bank agencies coming in to receive food from the food bank. If it's a Tuesday or Thursday, you've got a lot of volunteers in the sorting room sorting things for the thrift store. The thrift store is open six days a week, so you got people coming in and out of the thrift store. You've got the donation door, you know, people coming to the donation door all day long, dropping off furniture and food and clothing. So it's... Um, Never a dull moment. Yeah. Uh, and so what are some of those numbers? You kind of covered some of those, but mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of numbers that are really think to think about the volume of what you all do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to give you like a one big major number. We took everything that we did last year in 2016. So we'll have 17 numbers soon. But we took everything that we did last year, converted it into meals, and we served uh, through all those different things mm-hmm. that I just talked about, uh, 390,000 meals. Okay, it's a lot of meals. It's a lot of meals. Um, and so that's again a combination of what's happening in the kitchen, what's mm-hmm. happening, you know, the the food that's going out through snack backpack, the food that's going out through the pantry and through the food bank. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of stuff. Um, what's What's coming up in the future for Rife? I know there's been mm-hmm. a lot of substantive changes in the last couple of years, some focusing on the mission and right. having to move locations and right. those kind of things. Or there's a new mural. There's a new mural and another mural coming up in the spring. So uh, if people have been to the building, they know that we've got this one big long wall that takes up the whole length of the lot. And it just 
screamed mural to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just was calling for some artwork. And um, so we did some looking around on the internet. And actually, that mural in a slightly different version exists in Memphis on the side of the building at Streets Ministry. Um, I fell in love with it. I knew as soon as I saw it, that was what we wanted, what I wanted to be there. So I reached out to Reggie Davis, the director of Streets, and he put me in touch with the artist who is actually from Memphis. She lives in LA. She, and it's a great God story how she came to, to write for this past spring to do that mural. And now we got a small grant from the Jackson Arts Council that will pay for part of it, part mm-hmm. of a second mural. Uh, we just had a focus group meet not too long ago to talk about what's going to, what we can do that'll complement that mural. Mm-hmm. So yeah, everybody needs to be looking for a second mural that'll be closer to the back of the building near the soup kitchen sometime in the spring of eighteen. That's really cool. Now, there's a lot of different ways to, uh, or what else is coming up for for Ripa? Uh, we have a dream related to snack backpack. So we've got all these kids that we're providing food for on Saturdays and Sundays during the school year. Mm-hmm. But we use the school system as our distribution system. So when summertime comes, we don't have a, distri- a way to get food out to them. So we um, have a dream. Uh, one of those BHAGs that we want to have a school bus uh, that we can convert and retrofit to make it like a rolling little lunchroom. And we want to, you know, we'll, what we'll do is then we'll go out into some of the communities mm-hmm. in Jackson and um, provide meals for kids during the summertime. So that's something Eating we're... in the bus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We've actually seen one in Union City. There's a Trudy's Kids Cafe, a place in Union City that has a school bus They've basically pulled all the seats out of the bus, and then there's just a counter that goes down both sides with little bar stools. Uh-huh. And so they go to, I don't know, 20, 25 different neighborhoods throughout the day and serve uh, a lunch or a meal to kids during the summertime. So that's something that we're dreaming about. And then the um, food co-ops that I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. expanding those co-ops. And uh, we just had a meeting last week with some folks about possibly establishing some over in East Jackson. There are some churches that are real interested in, in, um, getting food out to folks in those neighborhoods. So we're excited about that. So there's a lot of different things y'all are doing. (laughs) And and so I assume there are a lot of different ways people can support RIFA. Absolutely. So why don't we talk about a few of those? Okay. Uh, always number one at the top of the list is prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, we are a praying group of people at RIFA. And so if you're listening, um, pray for us. Just pray for the work that we're doing. Pray for the people that we're serving. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can volunteer. Um, we have probably as many volunteer hours in a year as we do paid staff. Uh, we can't do what we do. We cannot do all those things without tons and tons of great volunteers. Um, in-kind donations. So we don't buy any food We've never bought any food in the soup kitchen ever since I've been there in 2009, if that gives Mm -hmm. anybody like a frame of reference, and we're feeding 150 to 200 people a day. So donating food, um, donating anything that we can use in the thrift store, uh, there's pretty much not anything you can't donate that we can't use somehow, some way. But food would be a big one, and in-kind items 
gently used items that we can make available in the thrift store. And then money, of course, always a need of financial contributions. And are there different events that people can contribute to? Or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what are some of those? All throughout the year. Canstruction is obviously the biggest event of the year. Um, Just had our... um, And tell people what Canstruction is. So Canstruction is, uh, we've been doing it now for 13 years. It is, was started in New York City. It now takes place in cities around the world. It is a design-build competition. So for us, what it looks like for Jackson is we recruit teams from around the city. It could be a business, it could be a church, it could be a school. Uh, They put together a team of people. If you have an engineer on your team, that's probably a slight advantage. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they put together a team of people that design and build a structure made entirely out of um, non-perishable food food items, primarily canned food. Um, Again, it is a a competition, so they're judged. And some of the structures in Jackson have actually gone on to compete at a national level. Um, We did that for the first nine years at the Old Hickory Mall. Mm -hmm. In year 10, we decided to take it over to the Civic Center and add a couple of elements to it. So... We have uh, dinner um, for about a thousand people, and we wanted, we needed, we knew we needed a reason for people to come other than just to give out awards. Mm-hmm. Although that's very, we want to honor the the folks that have spent so much time, you know, with those structures. Absolutely. So uh, Pam Nash, my mentor, Pam Nash of Carl Perkins Center, said you need to find your niche. And so we feel like our niche is Christian contemporary music. Yeah. So this year we had Natalie Grant. Last year we had Michael W. Smith. The year before that we had Stephen Curtis Chapman. The board just today voted on who we'll be having uh, for 2018. Can't you tell can't you that. Tell us. Oh, this could have been a great <laughs> for no, 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 no. <laughs> um, no, not yet. We're not ready yet. So. Okay. Um, well, it won't come out for a little while. No, okay, it will I'll not. Let it go. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. So that's our biggest event yeah. of the year. But we've got things going on all throughout, all throughout the year. Um, I mean, we've got pack the bus in August. We've got oh, there's so many things that happen throughout yeah. the year. We're doing a holiday food drive right now. So there's, I mean, if if people are listening and they want to connect with us on social media, um, you know, they'll they'll be very well aware of what's coming up awesome 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 well lisa thank you so much for for making the time to come over here and thank you for thank you. helping to make jackson uh, a more full place i guess thank less you. hungry and uh choosing to make it home so uh everybody go check out uh what's the website rifajackson.org rifajackson.org find out more how to support rifa and uh we will talk to you guys on the next podcast Today's podcast was hosted by Kevin Adelsberger. Our intro music was performed by Aaron Harden. It was recorded live at The Code. To find out more about The Code, visit their website at www.atthecode.com. To find out more about our Jackson home and to read more about how amazing Jackson is, visit rjacksonhome.com.